we design for our primary learning style. So we design what we have to teach and to share in a format that we would like to consume. And that's great if everybody who joins our world is the same type of learner as us. But if they're not, it can leave a little bit on the table. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of She Leads. First, we are back with another quickie where we know that every conversation holds the opportunity for growth. I am really interested in the topic that I'm bringing forward to you today. And I want to say before I dive in, good morning. Whatever time of day it is to you where you are and when you are tuning in, it is very bright and early here, much earlier than I usually record my podcast. It is about 6.50 a.m. right now, which is not my usual recording time, but had a busy day of calls today, but wanted to make sure that I fit this podcast in. So here we are. So if you hear a little bit of rasp, <laughs> that is what we are dealing with this morning. It is just a little early for me. I'm not one of those like 5 a.m. hustle and grind people. I'm not a late sleeper either. I prefer like a good 7 a.m. That is my jam. That is when I love to get up and then I like to start my morning slow. So this is out of character for me or out of routine, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get what you got to do done. So that doesn't stop me though from bringing a really like I said, interesting and beneficial topic forward. And this is going to benefit you no matter what you create and sell in your world. This is something that I've taken a bit of a special interest in. And it's something I've been looking into for, oh, I would say the better part of this year, almost this entire year. This is something that I have been actively looking into and not just what we're going to talk about today, but the broader question here of how do we make really effective programs and coaching and offers in our world? How do we make sure that people are getting what they need to out of what we sell? Because I'm sure we've all taken programs before and been like, wow, that was fantastic. I took so much away from it. And then I'm sure we've also joined others where it was like, that was good, but I felt like I needed a little more. And sometimes it's not even in the strategy. Sometimes it's just in how the information was absorbed as you went through whatever it was that you were taking, learning, doing. So this comes into a lot of different pieces of our programs. I've really 
gone through and done the work, done the legwork to learn more about things like curriculum design and learning styles and how people absorb information and how to make things easier and how to use things like visual frameworks to represent what we're trying to teach. And this, you guys, is fascinating stuff, or at least I find it really fascinating. I think learning in general is so interesting and just how we all approach it differently. But that leads me right into what I want to share with you today so that you can carry this piece forward into whatever you are designing and selling and carrying out in your world next. And this is four different learning styles. Four different learning styles that you will encounter from people who join your world and different ways that we can think about serving them to make sure that they're covered, to make sure that when they go through our programs and our courses, they're like, okay, great. This felt like it was for me. It felt like there was something in here to support me as I'm learning. And so the four different ones, we're going to go through them one by one in detail, but just off the top here, we have oral, kinesthetic, visual, and the note taker. So if you listen to those and you're like, okay, I feel like I'm more than one, that's totally normal. Oftentimes people will identify most strongly with one of them, but there's elements of more than one of these different learning styles that you might like utilize and appreciate. So it's totally okay if as we're going through, you're like, oh, I think that's a little bit of me too. But what I want you to identify is which one you've been creating in. And maybe you've been creating in more than one, which awesome, because ideally we want to find a way to try to hit all four of these or make it possible for all four of these learning styles to feel seen and validated and like they're represented or like they're given useful tools as they go through our programs. We want to be hitting on all of them. But what we find and what most people find, and I certainly did as I started learning about this and leaning into it, was we design for our primary learning style. So we design what we have to teach and to share in a format that we would like to consume. And that's great if everybody who joins our world is the same type of learner as us. But if they're not, it can leave a little bit on the table, right? It can leave a little bit to be desired. And so it's great to start to incorporate these And my goal is to give you some quick tips, some quick things here to think about and start incorporating it. So let's start with the oral learners. These are people who like to hear the lessons. So these people did great in lecture styles and discussions in college and in school. These are people who will love to hop on a training and just hear you riff a live masterclass face to camera. They don't need slides. They just want to hear what you have to say and absorb. They also really enjoy dialogue because they then they get to also auditory process. They get to speak it out loud as well. But these are going to be pretty easy to satisfy, I want to say, or you know what, as I'm saying that, my bias is showing because I'm an oral listener or I'm an oral learner rather. So we see a lot of this though, I do believe in the online space of strictly lecture and discussion-based teaching. And it makes sense, right? Like we have mediums that are very easy to put forward in this learning style or to accommodate this learning style. Even just think about things like Instagram Live, the nature of recording short form content. It's really easy to just get in this mode of face to camera, teach, move on. And so this one likely we're all touching on in some way, shape, or form, which is great. We can check that box. But be aware that this is just one. This is just one style of learning. The second one, kinesthetic. 
So these are people who enjoy doing and they would rather touch, move, or build whatever is being taught. Now, this one requires a little bit of creativity to bring into an online learning setting, but there's ways to do it. If you have the ability to make things interactive, that can help a lot. So any type of active participation is going to help keep these people engaged. Something about kinesthetic learners is they're also the doodlers. And I have a good bit of this in me as well. Whenever my clients are talking to me, I'm taking notes, but they're not really notes. It's almost like I just need to anchor it in with a strike of the pen, like whatever they're saying. I never go back and look at them. They're really more doodles than anything. But anytime that they can interact, giving them space to be able to do things like doodle if they need to, of course, that's something people can manage on their own. But if you can give them resources to help. Now this will almost blend into our next learning style a little bit, which is visual, but think about like workbooks and worksheets, anything where there's like a fill in the blank, something like that, especially if you have visual frameworks, So like different quadrants and you need them to fill in their answers in each quadrant and they can see how it's building together. Things like that. So adding in a workbook component, making sure that if you are doing a lecture style training that you're creating opportunities for dialogue, even if it's just in the chat. So maybe you're making a point to ask reflection questions and ask them to think about it and type an answer in and make it quick and fun, but keep people engaged through that way. We want to do things that they have a chance to feel like they're an active participant in whatever is going on because that's going to help their learning the best. Something that I just did in the quarterly quantum leap workshop that I ran recently, this was a three-day workshop that I just did live about a week before recording this here. Something that I did inside of that that was kind of fun was it was a Zoom training, but we did small group breakout sessions. So on Zoom, you can break out into multiple Zoom rooms. So I put people in partners and I had them go into individual rooms and I gave them prompts and I had them answer and do the questions together before we came back to the full group. So things like that can help keep a kinesthetic learner engaged. Next up, we have visual learners. This one is pretty self-explanatory. If you're a visual learner, you know that you are. If you like graphs, pictures, lists, demonstrations, anything where you can see what is happening visually represented. So making slides with visuals on them and not just text can be great for a visual learner. Even just having the slides with text of what you're saying can help a visual learner as well, but they love to see it. They like to see, you know, when you have like different shapes that represent what you are learning, like whether it's a pyramid and it's like, okay, here's the hierarchy of X, Y, and Z that we are learning today. So taking an extra step, and this is something that for some people, it's going to come with time to organize what you are teaching into visual representations because it does take a really deep understanding of what you do to be able to do that. It's not necessarily easy if you are not a visual learner by default. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, my bias is showing again, I'm not a visual learner. So maybe it's totally easy for other people, but I don't think in pictures. I don't think in visuals. So for me, it's very difficult to even just create slides for a training. And so something that I do now is I hire it out. I hire help. If I need to create something and I don't have a good chunk of time to sit down and create the slides myself, which it just takes me longer because again, I'm not a visual learner. For someone else, maybe this is super fast and I'm just showing my bias here. But 
I'll hire it out now. I'll say, I found somebody who can work with me and I'm like, hey, I've got the script because I can write out a script so fast for something. Can you take this and can you make it visual for my visual people? (laughs) And she does it so much faster and honestly, so much better than I ever could. So if you can or if you need to, hiring this out, whether it's to make slides or to make a workbook or worksheets to accompany whatever you're teaching in a visual way, this is so good for our visual learners. And then finally, we have our note takers. And there's not a ton you have to do for the note takers because they're going to take notes. They're going to take notes, but they might be asking you, what should I be taking notes on? So this is where having on your slides the most important information that you want them to remember, having that highlighted and obvious so that they can go ahead and write it down. These are the people that whenever you open up a training or do a webinar or a live masterclass, they've got the notes out and they're saying, hey, can you go back a slide? I want to write down what you said there. And then sometimes when you're presenting, you're like, you don't even need to know that. That was just a nice addition to this. And you can feel a little confused as the presenter if you're not a note taker. But the note taker needs to lock it in the way that they need to lock it in. They like to write down a good chunk of the information. Have you guys ever seen those accounts on TikTok where it's people who are going through like high school or college and they just take these beautiful, gorgeous notes? Like it's something that they love to do, but it also helps them learn. Like I've seen people basically like rewriting their whole like biology textbook and they write it in really beautiful font. Each chapter gets a new page in their notebook and then they use highlighters, they use colored pens, gel pens, and it's these gorgeous works of art that are their notes, but they also are learning. They're note taker learners. So your note taker people will probably know how to take care of themselves. But again, they also can be served in some of the ways that we've already talked about here of just adding worksheets, adding ways and spaces for them to take organized notes where you've already highlighted. Here's the most important information. Now your note takers may still take their own notes anyways because they want to do it their way. That's okay. But Support them where you can with worksheets. These people may also enjoy having transcripts available. So if you've ever seen at the bottom of the trainings that people include the transcript, so they've transcribed the audio into text format that can be downloaded. I will be so honest, I used to look at those and think, who the heck is reading a transcript for an hour training? Like nobody must be using those, but that's not true. It's I'm not using those because I'm not, I am a bit of a note taker learner, but it's not that deep. It's not that to that extent where I would enjoy going through a transcript. But for people who are note takers, they might want to go through and find the specific point and find what you said exactly so that they can pull it out and put it in their notes how they want to. So it's just super beneficial to start to think about how we can start to pull these into our training and make sure that we are serving people when we can in these different ways. You know, I just used the example of pulling out the transcript for your lessons, but you could also pull out just the audio. Some people have even told me over the years of, I really just like to listen to the lessons when I'm on a walk. And so sometimes it's hard to pull up the video if I'm moving. And so can you pull out just the audio so somebody just has the audio file that they can carry with them wherever they're going? And you can just link these if we're doing like an online course or an online training, for example, in whatever your learning portal is or send them out in an email afterwards. It's extra work. It's an extra step, but it's not that much more work for what it's worth, for accommodating these different people and these different learning styles into what you do. So to wrap this up, I want to 
have you start to think about one, which one you are. Do you have a primary one that comes forward? And like I said in the beginning, you might be a blend of different ones. And you also might find that you prefer to learn one way, but you prefer to teach another way. That is totally normal too. And think about what you do so far in your world and how you like to teach and how you've been delivering information. And try to identify, is it primarily in your primary learning style? Or have you been doing a pretty good job of hitting these other points, hitting these other learning styles, accommodating these other types of brains and learners into what you do? Because the more that we can start to incorporate these different modalities, the better and better our trainings are going to get. And that's the goal, right? We want to change people's lives. And it's hard to do so if we are not meeting them at where they're at and how they like to learn. All right, you guys, I hope you found this helpful. I find this stuff fascinating and could talk about it forever. I think it's so important as creators to also have this conversation because I don't see it a lot in the online space. There's a lot of information about things like how to record your modules and what software to use, but there's not so much out there. Or again, I haven't encountered it yet. Maybe it already exists and I just need to be introduced to it, but I haven't seen a lot. And it was difficult as I've been trying to learn more about this to even find information that teaches how to write a really good curriculum, how to get students really good results. But as the coaching industry grows and grows and grows, which we know that it still is, the industry is still in its infancy and booming, we want to make sure that we are at the top. You know, you're the cream of the crop here. You're delivering a fantastic product because that's what's going to set you apart as this industry continues to grow is you can create something that actually gets people results. So take this, marinate on it, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what your learning style is and what you took away from this episode. I would love to hear. It was so fascinating for me to go through my own brain and figure out which ones I resonated with the most. But thank you so much for being here, you guys. Do me a favor, rate and review the show if you have not already. It means the world and helps us reach even more people with these episodes. Tag me on Instagram, like I said. You can always screenshot and share or send me a DM. I love both of those options and I will see you guys in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213 606 
3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this Inner Circle Daily Text List. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.